Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast with Mark Bulo starts now. Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. We can't give them this much power in the cartoon world. A podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast that I would, you know, advance to the next level. And we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great the worst gigs of their life are, are because of Mark Bulos. <laughs> Anyone want a husband? Free free to a home. Now it doesn't even have to be a good home. Just free to a home. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant would like to do his impression of Willie Nelson. Suck yourself dry. Oh, all right. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I am Mark Poulos. Thank you for tuning back in. So we're only a few days away from the election, and I am probably the most surprised that the race is still even remotely close. Um, Because let's be honest, Hillary Clinton should be up by like 792 points right now. And the fact that she's only ahead in a few polls by like four or five points is insane, okay? And I I don't have any explanation for it. The scandals that have hit Donald Trump during his presidential election would have leveled any other normal uh, candidate. Even one of them would have leveled. But all of the ones that have come at him, the the rapes, the underage sex, the grabbing pussies, the uh, making fun of disabled people, um, the horrible stuff he says about women, it's just like any one of those hits, like a Ted Cruz or a Marco Rubio, um, they would have to recuse themselves and put somebody else in there, but he just keeps, they like bounce off of him and he comes back stronger, like a Highlander or some shit. And it's just insane that he's this close to the presidency. With that being said, I, I am not voting for Donald Trump. I want to vote for Donald Trump I, because of his ideas um, his point of view, his enthusiasm. He's saying the things that people want to hear. It just really sucks that they're coming out of his mouth. You know, any under any other candidate that had the enthusiasm that he has, um, the point of view he has about, um, you know, closing our borders and fixing our health care and bringing manufacturing jobs back here and rebuilding the inner cities and just like the things he speaks passionately about if they were coming out of let's say a Rand Paul or a Marco Rubio or a Jeb Bush like I feel like they would be ahead right now like by a lot you know the suckiest part about it is I think people in America right now they want they want to change you know people keep arguing that 
Obama's presidency was, you know, um, one of the most successful in American history, and, you know, he made a lot of positive changes in the country that Bush drove our country into the toilet, and Obama kind of righted the storm, and and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, and I guess it's just like a personal story, like, is your life better now than it was eight years ago? I mean, it's a pretty easy question, you know, and, and for a lot of people it is, you know, I'd like to think that my life is better, you know, you know, better and worse from eight years ago, you know, eight years ago, I still had my dad and my brother and, you know, and obviously now happily married, I got a house and, you know, two beautiful daughters and, you know, a flourishing comedy career, some might say. Um, but it's like, is that, is, is any of that good or bad come under the scrutiny of Obama's presidency? Like, I don't think so, you know. But there are a lot of people in this country that are not doing good. They can't find a job. They can't find meaningful employment. They can't afford their health care. A lot of the inner cities have just kind of been forgotten, you know? This, like, racial divide between Black Lives Matter and the police and... um, our relationships overseas with countries is just in the fucking toilet. I mean, think about it right now. If we had to go to war with Russia tomorrow, list the countries that you would be 100% sure would come to our aid in that fight. That number's shrinking fast. I mean, obviously... The UK will always be there for us. But it's like, after that, who are we talking, you know? Can we completely depend on Japan to be there for us? Can we, you know, count on South Korea, Australia, Canada, Mexico? I mean... All of those kind. Every time you say it, you're like, eh, maybe. Like, none of it's a hundred percent at this point. And it's just like, I think in that sense, because I saw this story. I think it was on whatever the the anti-democratic news is. I think it's Fox News or whatever. And who knows if it's true? You know, you can't believe anything on the internet anymore. But they said that when President Obama went to China, that they didn't have a welcome ceremony or anything. They forced him to go out, like, the kitchen galley exit of Air Force One. And who knows if that's true. I mean, even if it's kind of true, you know, that's that's kind of a shitty thing for a country to do to a world leader that's coming to visit, you know. And people say it's because they've lost respect for America. And who knows, you know? 
There's only one thing that I know 100% for sure about this presidential election, and that is I am not voting for Hillary Clinton. There isn't a, a rat's chance in hell that I would vote for her. And people are like, why? She's great, you know? She's not great. She's a horrible person. I mean, even outside of the WikiLeaks emails, which are horrendous, she's calling Donna Brazil like a dumb buffalo staring at the wall, um, telling everybody, screaming at people backstage that. You know, they're all going to hang from nooses if, if this MFR gets into office, you know. And over and above, you know, and then they there was a story that also said that when Bill Clinton was president, um, anytime Hillary came onto Air Force One, all the Secret Service would call it Broomstick One because the witch was on board. These are facts, you know. And... and Going outside of the story years ago when she was a, uh, a lawyer and she represented a child molester and the, the, she got the guy off and suppressed evidence and then there's audio recordings of her laughing about it and, you know, once again might be out of context, you know, maybe they were tickling her at the time, maybe they had just inhaled helium, who knows, you know, but I think that recording is kind of indicative, I think, of who the real Hillary Clinton is, I mean, and that's why I think that she's not higher in the polls, because she's just a very unlikable person, and I understand Donald Trump is like the worst person in the world. I'm just talking about Hillary Clinton right now, but she comes off as this like rich elitist person who almost when she comes out and talks, it almost seems like she's saying I'm owed this presidency. Like I've paid my dues, I've done what I've had to do. So this this is mine now. So, I mean, I don't know why we're even having debates or a presidential race because this is mine now. So I'm just going to take this and uh, I'm just going to call myself the president. And I think that's like her biggest problem. And, And the other thing that drives me nuts is when somebody posts on social media or whatever, enough about the fucking emails, you know, it's like, do they not get what's going... There are people in prison right now, serving prison terms, who released 10% of the classified information that she released. Those people are in prison, serving a prison term. And that's the, that's the biggest problem, uh, one of the biggest problems I have with Hillary Clinton is because she comes off as a person who feels like she's above the law and, you know, can't be bothered with logistical or administrative rules or whatever. She's got her own server in her house and she's using her own personal email address and like 20 to 30 different devices, which were all destroyed by hammers, by the way, if you didn't see that story. 
when they were finished with an electronic device at the State Department, they would beat it with a hammer and then dispose of it. That sounds like somebody who is on the up and up, as they say. But that's the... That's why the emails are such a big thing. What if she was being investigated right now and she was the president and they were thousands and hundreds of thousands of classified emails about our infrastructure and our military uh, you know the, the logistics of how we protect our borders and and like the code names and code words for undercover operatives in the CIA and you know the the go words for uh, you know undercover ops in uh, in the Middle East and you know sh- sh- any of that shit you know she's putting our whole country in harm's way and yes I get Donald Trump has his finger on the button. And he will blow us all up if he becomes president. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Hillary Clinton. So over and above the fact that she just willy-nilly just kind of threw some classified information out of there. um, Actually, I think the most interesting point was like the people that were investigating her and the email breach and everything. There were certain emails that were so classified... That the people that were investigating her didn't even have the security clearance to read them. But Sidney Blumenthal, he could read it all. Because he's a guy that wanted to work at the White House. He paid for play and the White House turned him down. Um, So her and Sidney Blumenthal just emailed back and forth about Libya and oil interests in the Middle East and... uh, you know, nothing to see here, guys. Nothing to see here. Hillary Clinton is 100% straight-laced, straight-arrow Janeiro. She never did anything wrong. It's just a bunch of emails that came off the wrong thing. Whatever, you know. Her her top aide, Huma Abedin, her mom might be running, like, the most vicious uh, terrorist group in the Middle East. Um, but she's not her mom. Nothing to see here, you know. It just so happens that her ex-husband was Anthony Weiner, the guy that was having a sexting relationship with a 15-year-old over state lines. And when they uh, apprehended his laptop, they found 350,000 emails from Hillary Clinton on this Weiner picture sexting jack-off guy. Um, no problems there. I mean, he doesn't seem like a guy that would sell the United States secrets to bad people to maybe just get himself a get-out-of-jail-free card or uh, get some extra money for his defense. He doesn't seem... He seems like a real up-and-up boner-picture type of guy. Um, And, you know, let's not forget about Bill, you know. Bill's out there, you know... uh, campaigning for his wife he's getting a lot of the backlash of the 
sexual assaults and the rapes that he's been accused of. Nothing's been convicted. He's not been convicted of any of it except for, you know, when he got impeached for lying about Monica Lewinsky. That video, to go back and watch that video is insane, where he's sitting there in the congressional hearing. I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. And he would have got away with it if she hadn't hung on to the dress that had uh, some jag off on it and uh, he got caught red-handed. So, and that's the thing is I don't think Hillary Clinton is ever going to be convicted of anything unless we have like a dress with email jack off on it. I mean, that's about as, uh, that's what we're going to need. Like that's the only thing that's going to take her down. She's so insulated And I just think it's insane that the DNC literally, like, rigged the whole thing so she could be the candidate. They just fucking shit in Bernie Sanders' salad, you know, told him to take his walking papers and get out of there. And then, you know, they got to beat him down and be like, listen, you got to support her. You got to go out there and say she's the best. And this poor guy's got to go out there because he's hoping he gets a cabinet position or... You know, maybe he'll become Secretary of State and lose a bunch of emails. But that's what I think is the saddest part about this whole thing. Like, if it was Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump right now, holy ball sacks. Like, we wouldn't even be talking about Donald Trump. Like, Bernie Sanders would be so far ahead in the polls right now that it would just be insane. But I could be wrong, you know. Obviously, Donald Trump's message is rung home with a lot of people, you know, and they just somehow can just put it out of their mind that he's grabbing pussies and, like, bankrupting companies and just a horrible, horrible person. But he'll be, he'll be a great president, you know. He'll, uh, he'll get the job done. And it's, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a ridiculous time we're living in. We've got a guy running for president whose only qualification is that he had a, a successful business and an internet, or a, a reality TV show. And then we got the other side, uh, some lady that's married to an ex-president that got impeached. And uh, she's in like 75 different scandals. Like we haven't even started talking about the Clinton Foundation. Oh my God. I watched this video today, and I think after the credits, I'm going to put on, like, a handful of videos, like, different ones that kind of prove my point about Hillary Clinton, because my my whole purpose for this podcast is just to kind of maybe, like, re-inform people about how much of a horrible person Hillary Clinton is, and maybe you'll vote for, you know, Gary Johnson or write-in Bernie Sanders... And that's the thing, that's like the amazing thing about, like, I had no idea that this existed, but apparently, um, in New Hampshire, you can just write in any candidate that you want, and they have to count it. And New Hampshire is obviously where Bernie Sanders is from, um, they love him there, he won on a landslide in the primaries in New Hampshire, and there's like this big, um, kind of faction of people that are going to write Bernie Sanders' name in in New Hampshire 
and hopefully, like, get him the electoral votes for New Hampshire, and then there's this other guy, uh, Evan McCullen, I think his name is, he's in Utah, and the same thing might happen in Utah, like, he might take Utah, because you can write in whoever you want, or I think he filed the paperwork to be a write-in candidate, um, and that's, those things would kind of upset the balance of the electoral college, because a candidate has to get 270, um, electoral college votes to be the candidate, and if you don't get the 270, then it bumps back to Congress, and Congress decides who the president is, and that's kind of where I want this thing to go. I don't want it to be Trump or Clinton. I think it's kind of a dick move. I think it's a dick move that they didn't let Johnson into the debates. Um, So why not bounce it back to Congress? Make this like the craziest election we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Um, Because it's just, it's ridiculous that we have to have two choices and that's it. You know, and the and the two choices they they stand so far apart on so many of the issues. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that stuff, but it's just I hope that happens. Anyway, so I was watching this video about the Clinton Foundation, and uh, there was a couple memos that they had, and a couple things that came up in the Clinton Foundation investigation about uh, how crooked they are and whatever. One was called the Circle of Enrichment. And this was literally like a plan to keep the wealth in the top 1% and have it go nowhere. So basically the idea is that this guy, I can't remember who it is, but he would secure huge money donations from these big corporations to the Clinton Foundation. In turn, they would be able to take that tax deduction on the money that they were making and then that money would basically just go uh, to pay the Clintons and make them more rich. And then they had this other memo, which was all about trying to find uh, Bill Clinton work. It was entitled, uh, entitled Bill Clinton Incorporated, and it was like they would get these donations for the Clinton Foundation, and then Bill would get speaking engagements and appearance fees and all this other kind of stuff to make money on the side to keep them rich and whatever you know I'm sure Trump has kind of done the same shit but it's just like the fact that they have a foundation that's supposed to be helping people and helping Haiti and helping all these organizations and they're just kind of taking the money and fucking people um, it's kind of a shitty thing you know But we're a few days away, a few days away to the biggest decision we've had in a long time. Do we go with the uh, crazy-haired orange pussy grabber, or do we go with uh, the alien lady who's got uh, equipment on her body that's keeping her alive? so many funny videos out there, like, there's just not enough to, like, where she collapsed at the 9-11 memorial, and, like, they zoomed in on her pants, and, like, a metal thing fell out, and, you know, there's other videos where they're, like, showing her Clinton having strokes on camera, 
Um, I do think there's some validity to the whole passing out at the 9-11 memorial. And then the lady that came out of Chelsea's apartment was like a body double. Because they show those pictures side by side and they're very different, you know. And then you got the one side where they're like, she's got pneumonia and she's touching a little girl. That's insane. Uh, And then the other side's like, well, she had the pneumonia that wasn't contagious. So that's just fine. But she didn't have any uh, secret service around her. She was just by herself. And I feel like a lady at her age who has pneumonia, who just collapsed... I don't. I just can't buy the fact that she would be so sprite, just like kind of popping out of bed, zipping around the streets, like everything's fine here, guys. Bye bye. And then she kind of like zips into a black Escalade, and they take her into a ditch and shoot her in the back of the head because that was a body double. I don't know. You know, it's just very, very suspicious. Um. Anyways, after the credits, I'll play a couple of videos that I find uh, interesting to this political debate and uh, expose Hillary Clinton for the nut job that she is. But in the end, you know, I feel like this presidential election is like alien versus predator. Whoever wins, we lose type of scenario. Because if, like, you know, it just came out the other day that obviously Obamacare is collapsing in on itself. Premiums are going to spike almost 63% next year. Um, Employers are going to have to cut back hours on people and lay people off. Um, People aren't going to be able to afford health care, so they're not going to get it. And then the the penalty for not having health care is going to spike to, like, double what the penalty was last year. And and it's just going to be one huge, giant shitstorm. So it's like... I was listening to Dave Ramsey the other day and he was kind of laying out Obamacare as if like when you look at the numbers and you kind of break it down, there's only two things that could have happened with Obamacare. A, a bunch of idiots put it together and didn't understand that within a few years like the entire system was going to collapse in on itself, which is possible. Or the number two option that they basically push this through Congress because they knew that it was going to collapse in on itself in three or four years and then the government was going to have to step in and basically make it like a socialist uh, medical system and and we're going to have to just kind of accept it because it's like well you can either go with the government paying for your medical um, or you can pay your own thing which would be like $1,200 a month So in the end, we have to be like, all right, we'll go with the government thing. And boom, we're like a socialist, uh, communist or whatever. We'll see, you know. But, you know, I don't know why we're even talking about this. The graphic came out yesterday that uh, Hillary Clinton wins the presidency by uh, two percentage points. And about a million of the popular vote. So that's good to know. It's good to know that she already won. And nothing to see here, you know. Some of the voting machines are uh, are changing votes from Trump to Clinton. Because George Soros owns those voting machines. But, you know, nothing to see here, you know. 
keep an eye on your vote before you hit submit. That's all I'll say. Maybe get a paper ballot so you can make it official. But even if you get a paper ballot, they're probably just going to wipe their ass with it and throw it in the trash can anyway, so who cares? But the, the one thing I want to say at the end of this, no matter who you're voting for, no matter who you support, go the fuck and vote, okay? Like, it's our only... In this whole maddening experience, maybe your vote counts, maybe it doesn't. But it's your civic duty as an American to go and vote. Because if you don't actually go and vote, you don't have the right to bitch about who's the president for the next four years. You just don't. Go there, do your civic duty, and vote, and get your fucking sticker and put it on your shirt and be bop and scat around town and be like, I did my shit. And, you know, Hillary's gonna win. I mean, there's no way... She just has too much of the circle of enrichment around her for not for her to not win. Like, if she doesn't win, I would be really fucking surprised. I mean, really surprised. Like, I might put some stuff on the line. Like, if she's not president, I can't even think of anything. trying to think of something like send money to somebody or do a podcast underwater or on the top of the moon or something well if you're a fan of the podcast and you listen and if somehow she's not president next Wednesday tweet me at the Mark Poulos on Twitter and uh, give me some suggestions of what I have to do because I'll be eating crow or whatnot. Anyways, check out largedrunkman.com. Like I said, the Mark Poulos on Twitter, uh, Mark Poulos Comedian on Facebook. Um, got some cool dates coming up. I'm in Janesville at the Crosby Place this weekend, one of my favorite places to do comedy. Next week, Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm coming back, Looney Bin Comedy Club. Get your tickets. I'm sure they'll sell out fast. Um, what else do I have cooking? Oh, I'm doing a uh, comedy festival thing in Bloomington, Illinois, day after Thanksgiving. Um, if you live in that area and you want to be a part of it or watch it, um, just look up the uh, Bloomington, Illinois Comedy Festival. Um, just Google search Mike Gardner and uh, that stuff will pop up. But uh, until then, you can get this podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are. And, um, yeah, tune in next time when we talk about probably like the end of the world. But who knows? Clinton this time around. 
Well, there's probably no one who's ever run for the presidency that's more qualified than Hillary Clinton. She is the most experienced and the best qualified. She's by far the best qualified person in America. And by the way, thoroughly vetted. She doesn't have to answer any questions right now. She has scrubbed the server and their emails will never see. She was supposed to have her emails separate to begin with. And then she wiped the server clean. How can you get answers from the ones that were scrubbed? If there's nothing to hide, why do they always act? I don't think they are. Conflict of interest concerns have surfaced around presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Her nonprofit organization got millions of dollars from foreign donors while she was Secretary of State. The biggest individual donations came from Ukraine. Wouldn't it be at least be fair to look into it and ask these questions about whether or not the giving of foreign money to a foundation that belonged to that family in any way influenced the action that person took as Secretary of State? The Clintons have made $150 million over the past decade. Sidney Blumenthal appeared to be running State Department business. Mr. Blumenthal's involvement was more wide-ranging and more complicated than previously known. Helping Hillary Clinton in a capacity that nobody knew about. He's basically the personification of a Clinton insider. And in all kinds of ways that bring up some, some very big concerns. Advising Secretary Clinton on Libya while he had business interests there. Bottom line here, Blumenthal sent intelligence to an alternate personal email account while being paid by the Clinton Foundation. Uh, several Gulf states have been uh, donating money to the Bill, Hillary, and Chelsea Foundation. Tens and tens of millions of dollars from countries with atrocious human rights records. Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Kuwait, and Brunei. She's taken money from countries that abuse the rights of women. All those countries have been criticized by the State Department for violating women's rights. Are they expecting something in return? Name one country on this planet in which we have a better relationship with them now than we did in January 2009. She was the Secretary of State. Her handling of Benghazi. Sidney Blumenthal. She wiped the server clean. And we will right. never see them. They decide they're not going to play by the same rules. She has to answer some very significant questions. So let the conversation begin. I have a feeling it's going to be very interesting. Now, before you come to any conclusion about this video, know that I do not support Trump. But real, your video is titled, Why Trump Gives Me Hope. What is the meaning of this? Be patient, young anxious YouTube commenter. I don't support Trump as a presidential candidate, nor really for a person with overall integrity or any sort of grace. But the fact that an outsider to the political system proper is able to run against incumbents and garner the support he does means that the American people is ready for change. We're practically clamoring for it. We are sick of the establishment that we're willing to fucking vote for Trump. Doesn't this tell you something about the evolving consciousness of American society? Sure, it's Trump, but it's something different. Let me explain and break it down for you. Evolution sometimes works like this. Two steps forward. Now, I know I did three motions with my hands, but two steps forward, one step back. Back. When you're learning to ride a bike, it isn't easy going for the first few times. Sometimes you fall and you you want to build a wall. But that's okay. The fact that the American people want something different in and of itself as a principle means 
hope for me. No, I don't support Trump. No, I don't believe in building a wall. No, I don't even believe his hair is real. But his existence as an external candidate to the political system proper cannot be denied. I think most of the world can agree with me that the presidential election this year is a complete shit show. It might be hectic right now. It might be extreme and scary and oh my gosh, he's a dictator, blah, 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 blah. But America's ready for a change. Two steps forward, one step back. This gives me reason to hope.